Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. The buzz is here. The buzz is here. We're the buzz. I think we're the buzz. We could buzz your hair, and then you would lose your moment. No, never, never. Put your head down so they can yeah, see. Yeah, I'm really falling in love with it. This it's not about food, guys, but you can't even see it, probably. Man, Maybe buddy. you can, hopefully. We'll see. Hi, guys. We're the Gordon. Oh, hey. Top Chef. All-Stars, Episode 4, Season 17. Welcome to a little taste of the Gordons. This is Dave. He's on Cloud 9 because for the first time ever, we've actually eaten all of our perishable groceries. Thank you, Quarantine. We timed it perfectly. I know. And this is Anne. Speaking of groceries, she's eaten four months worth of potatoes. I, I counted and measured in four days. I'm proud of myself. Yes, that was cool. Two kinds of potatoes. Yeah, double, doubled up. You guys, pro tip, in your mashed potatoes... When you're making them, don't, I like the box mix, whatever. I know we're on a tangent, but put cream cheese in your mashed potatoes. When you make them, you won't be sorry. You won't if be you sorry. put the chive cream cheese in, mm. now you're talking. I ate all the chive cream cheese in one day and he got really mad at me. Anywho's, welcome. We're going to talk about Top Chef. We're going to talk about episode four. We have a non-baker's dozen. We have 12 contestants left. See, because baker's dozen is 13. Yeah, so this is an actual dozen? It's like a donut dozen. This is like a bagel dozen. Oh, well, yeah, it's that. We have 12 chef testants left in this rollicking competition. So we started with a colorful quick fire featuring the human rainbow named Kelly Clarkson. And then the chefs do what all bougie Angelinos do, ourselves included on a Sunday morning. They head over to a farmer's market to cook up a vegetarian feast for a bunch of normies. And of course, our beloved head judges. Who will butternut squash up the judges to make sure they get victory? <laughs> and who will never go on a trip to Belgium again because she hates Brussels? Buckle up. Let's find out. Let's find out. Indeed. Let's find out. Let's find Before out. Before we get started, we're just going to open our wine. Tonight, we're drinking a Pinot Noir. from Mystery wine. We don't know where it came from, but Someone thank you. Someone left it at our house. Thank you. We're enjoying it, we assume. You know the app Favino, where you can take a picture of a bottle of wine and it tells you how much it's worth? He's addicted to it. This is actually nice wine. It tells you how much it's worth, where to buy it. Our producer just told us about a five-cent BevMo sale. We're into it. Okay. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, listen to our podcast, subscribe on iTunes, find our podcast. I hope that Even, sound comes through because that was a nice sound. I think, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was a perfect for I think. And again, I know we're har- yeah. we harp on this. Please give us a thumbs up. We're tender. It's a trying time for everyone. We like a thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First segment, taste of the episode. Taste of the episode. What dish does this episode remind us of and why? Would you like to go? Sure, I'll start. I, I was very. Oh, sorry. Would you like to cheers first? Yeah, I think we should to surviving another week. Of Still a shit show. Pandemic 2020. We did it. Thank you. It's this true. this week seemed a little bit easier. No, this is the highlight of my week. Yeah, me too. I okay. look forward to this. I think we have a lot of people who do as well. Mm. Oh, this is nice. It's very good. It you needs to breathe a, a little. Oh, that's why. Yeah, give it like five minutes. Give it one of these swirls. If you can see on camera one of those. People swirls. on radio enjoy the swirling. Yeah. Can't hear it. Can't yeah, see it's it. Silent, but but really good. Anyway, gazpacho. I'm going to go with gazpacho. I was really proud hmm, of this. Gazpacho. I won't say who came up with this. She did. But 
I added a little bit of color. Why does it remind me of gazpacho? Mm -hmm. One, very vibrant. Okay. The colors can be very bright. You okay. can actually do different colors. You use a, a yellow tomato, you get a yellow gazpacho. Mm -hmm. You use a nice bright red tomato, you get a red gazpacho. You mix them, you get orange. Mm -hmm. Remind me of the quick fire. That's good. Gazpacho is also a vegetarian. Remind me of the the elimination challenge. The elimination challenge. And lastly, gazpacho. It's the, it doesn't actually taste very good, at least to me. But I love gazpacho. For those of you who like it, chilled soup, which is weird. But yeah. there was a little bit of chill at the end of the episode. Some contestants throwing others under the bus. So this really was the perfect trifecta. Change was thrown. Yeah. Chili. 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 That was a good answer because I made it up. <laughs> Just kidding. You really did put nice color on it. Thank you. Like the challenge. My answer was a smoothie because... There was a lot of fresh items thrown into it, but then it all just got blended together. Sometimes smoothies taste good. Sometimes you throw in some things maybe that don't quite work. I think that the elimination challenge felt a bit of a stretch, but that's okay. Like, eh. I think we actually I feel like we've had a lot of these. Sorry, not the elimination yeah. challenge. Sorry, the quick fire. Sure, the quick fire. I, I, just, was I feel like on. they all feel like this right now. Like run to a table and smash into each other. Whatever. Super, We're going to talk about that. Super We're going to talk about this. This is what happens with the show that runs 17 seasons. You start running out yeah, of I agree. good ideas. I agree. Just... Um, sorry, the title of the episode was You're So Fresh. And viewers, y'all so fresh too. Um, when you talk about a show that's been on for a long time and, you know, running into problems, especially in like production or, you know, just kind of falling into the same trap, it would be so nice if we had some TV, reality TV experts. Gurus, maybe? Who have worked on multiple food I shows. I that would be great. Where would to we join find us people tonight. like that? I don't know. Luckily for y'all. We do have some. Katie and Alden, superstar producers, editors extraordinaire, are joining us live very late from Brooklyn, from their beautiful home in Brooklyn, where their children are also asleep, most for much longer than ours have been. So they'll be getting up soon. Oh, that's true. That's really shitty. That's true. Yeah, that's a good way of listening here. Let me just let me just let me just toot you guys' horn real quick. And first of all, welcome to the show and thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you for having if you guys us. have any bevs happening. Oh, we do. We miss you too from one coast to the next. And I'm saying we're coast to coast. Now to get the paperwork out of the way, Katie's a producer of six different food shows under her belt, including Chopped and Beat Bobby Flay. And Alden is a talented, a talented editor who has worked on shows like Ink Masters, Mystery Museum, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and an upcoming Disney Plus show that we can't talk about or the ghost of Walt Disney will hunt us all down. Most importantly, yeah, besides that these people yes. actually know their shit about food shows, and I said shit, is yes. they are We're long. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> they are longtime friends who are also sometimes once every year or so are nemesis size nemesis lies yeah. because they are our ultimate Top Chef Fantasy League competitors. Let's just get into it, guys. Do you know off the top of your head which couple has won more? Because I actually don't. Uh, okay. No. Well, wow. I will say this: we've changed wow. up the format over time. We've done so, it how many? Like, a, we, like at least five plus years. Yeah, but there's been individuals where the four of us competed individually, and we've also competed oh, we did? as teams. Oh, I thought we always yeah. did. And individuals was better, in my yes. opinion. Really? No, yes. yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, so let's get into the nitty gritty of we're going to talk about the quick fire. That's why you guys are joining us, but we're also yeah. going to set up your recurrence on our show because oh, because cool. of factors that are going on and i've already told our audience which our loyal listeners know no yes well i will be on episode seven it seems because next step next two episodes we know what they are already and they're not mom's gone wild at camp which is my episode i don't know if that's what they're going to really call it it's just a suggestion but 
because of that, we're not, we didn't start our fantasy league at the beginning of the season like we usually would have. So we're going to start our fantasy league on, we'll call it my episode, because yeah. there will be, I want to say coming out of that episode, there should be, I think, seven chefs left. We've got, I can't, I have yeah, to look at the list. Again, the list. I, I, can, I feel like there was as many as 10, but we know that there, maybe there was nine. We'll see in a couple of weeks. One, nine would be better because when we go two, home, we'd have an three, even number. Four, I will hold my breath. Five, yeah. yeah, I think there's six, six, nine or ten. Seven. It's going to be nine or ten. Right. Yeah, it's seven, I think. Okay. We're going to let well, someone do that. Them. We'll get rid of the, you know, yeah, the bad yeah, yeah. ones. Like exactly. my but, but if you want to do, I was thinking we... <laughs> it just showed their hand. He said, they said, we'll get rid of the bad ones. Like malarkey. Yeah. Did you hear that? Exactly. Well, I was going to say... No, 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 just, no, no. just you know, Or are you messing with us? This is how they get in your heads, you guys. Oh, no. The no, point no. is... We will it's resume our fantasy league and we'll decide if we want to do it individually. We each get well, then we would only get chefs. two. We would only get two. That's so good. You can really go all in. Interesting. Well, if there's mul- if there's a lot of people playing, then couples works. Right. But if it's like yeah. if you bring in more couples yeah. into the fold. So let's let's okay. Let, before we get into the specific quick fire of this cha- of this challenge, just give me the give me the short version of where are you guys at with the season this far? What do you think? This is our second All Star season that we have known each other. Like, True. what do you but, think about? That we've known that we've yeah, yeah. I think so far, I mean, out of the gate, there's a lot of a lot of strong competitors going on, and then there's some people that are, you know, floundering, floundering who are still around. Um, seafood pun, I know where you're going with that one. So, what do you think? What do you think as far as like, um, structure of the season? Like, not too much inside baseball, but like, are you? You know, it's early still. It's episode four. There's a ton of judge of, of chefs still. Like, is it what you think it would be like? Are things heating up the way you think? Are people, do you think, so there's two parts to this question. As a viewer, how do you think it is? And then as a producer, do you see what they're doing with like setting up villains, setting up people who peak too early? Like, I mean, I think that the beginning of the season is always a slow burn. It's yeah. hard to like build it up, but you want to, you know, like churn the waters. Yeah. So it's, I do wish it was a bit fiery. I think yeah. that this week, this week we saw Tom kind of like try and like raise oh, yeah. that a mm-hmm. little. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could I could see a bit more fire. I'm a really annoyed with people like pulling out the ceviche. I know. Oh, like, come on. Are you, are you anti-hummus? Ugh. That was like a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, there's got to be a rule for the all-stars that you have to do something that that the average person who's never cooked before can can do by I putting mean, up a recipe on the internet. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you think about the mix of, of chefs in terms of like, is it any of your and this is not me mining for who you'd want to, you know, draft, but like is it any of your favorites? Yes. Yes. I do that, have I some mean, strong favorites. There, there are some strong favorites in the Is there mix. anyone who surprised you, like, because of the time that has passed? Like, I did not remember Malarkey at all. What season was he? he was no, I don't even remember. He was like, season I didn't remember Lisa he, until one of those two. Very I, I vaguely remember Lisa, but mostly because of who she was competing against in her oh, season. Well, right, um, right, 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 right. right. No, I do remember her, and it was annoying because even at the time they were setting her up as being not that good. And you kept on saying, how is she she's here? How is she she's here? Because they always do that every season with one judge that they surprise you that all of a sudden they have this turn where they sort of are not that good. Yeah, and then it's not really nuanced oh, we love when they do that. Right. It's like Game of Thrones. You yeah. can't just yeah. fucking just yeah. flip the script. <laughs> it's true, it's true. So let's talk about this quick fire. Let's talk about 
obviously the human rainbow that is Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. And then also coming from the other side of producing TV, like there's a plug and then there's like an aggressive, aggressive oh, integration. Totally knew we needed to talk about this. But yeah, there's I mean, a and this is from coming from someone who loves the first Charles That's true. Delightful. Well, these people were also, they're also invested. Yeah. We've seen it many, many times. We live with a three-year-old. But you can't escape this. Super invested because we're staying up late tonight. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, when we're tired, we are actually going to watch Trolls 2. So we can get some so extra sleep. sleep in. In. <laughs> yes. specific time this line. episode is also brought to everyone by Trolls 2 yeah. World Tour. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And you're welcome, America. Because of that. Entertaining your kids and letting your parents sleep a little. And isn't it bad that the prize was going to the premiere that never happened? Poor Jeffrey. No, no premiere happened. One of the, the quick fire prize was going to the premiere. Right. Oh, right. Yes, which was supposed to be today. Well, the premiere oh, would have been last week. The yeah. movie was supposed to be out today. Yeah. Eek. Okay. Right. So what, yeah. did you, what did you think about the actual quick fire with the color? I like the idea of color, but I feel like, and you know, this is where you tell me coming as a food producer, like, and I know Chop does this too, where like you have to do weird things to see what kind of, you know, so you're not doing the same thing over and over, but like, I feel like we just had a quick fire that had weird ingredients, like do something with them. And I feel like this was kind of the same. Like last week. Or was, you could either be lazy and take things that clearly went together and make it, you know, sort of make it easy. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Eric, who is one of our favorites, just took multiple colored bell peppers. Right. So that was like a cheat. That's true. Um, right. Or you end up with ingredients that don't go together. It's like one or the other. What did you think well, about the dishes? The dishes were varied. I mean, some people really... Yes. Succeeded. And I think that it goes back to something that you've mentioned before. It's like if you have something you're good at, you can pull yes. to like any idea and kind of like make it happen. Um, right. There were some really great ideas that maybe didn't get executed the way that, right. you know, like you talking about dry purple. I mean, the potatoes were dry. What can you do? Ooh, yeah. Were, I mean, from a purely like also like visual aesthetic, like. I think a lot of the dishes were very pretty. And then yeah. some of them looked like troll massacres, like Eric's looked like mm -hmm. they all troll got massacre. murdered. By the what Bergen. was that? Bergen. What even was that? I don't yeah. know what it was. He made a salad. I mean, without, without being able to taste the dishes, it's hard to like really but know, some judge of them, them, but purely on aesthetic appeal. Some yeah. of them were great and some of them were. I'm, I'm very, very hung up on, you know, the recreations of the food, which, you know, and you know this way better than me, I don't know how they did it on Chopped when you do the close-ups of the food. Would you have a food artist over there actually making it or was it actually what they were No, doing? what you need to do is you make like multiple plates. And okay. so there's one just for the camera. Okay. So you have your close camera plate and then you have one that you serve to the judges. How much right. like love does it get though? Does someone judge it up? Or is exactly it the same. Oh, no, really? like the food producer can't touch it. The really? only time a yeah, the only time a food producer would touch it is if, and this is like scandalous, but if something like, let's say I, I as a food producer took a plate off of your station yeah, and something happened, like, and I'd have to like make it look better. You I, can't, I, can't, I can't recreate a dish. Yeah. Is that like false advertising thing? So you have to, so all shows across the board are like that? Or is that just chopped? Uh... Most shows that I've worked on where it's like you have your your camera piece and then you have your your judges. And it's just that sometimes there's um, interview flukes right. where the people sitting down that are being, you know, interviewed for the show are like, well, you know, I had to make five plates and you're like, 
Four plates. Four plates. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, whoever did whoever did Jeffrey's. Sorry, who's Jeffrey? <laughs> whoever did Gregory's. Yeah. I don't know what happened because it looked like he made a very nice soup when he served it right. to the goddess who was Kelly. Yeah. Yes. Padma. And then the insert shot was like. Like what is that? Yeah, it was, it was like, like loose hollandaise. On, Talk about biscuity. On, it was just that was a, yeah. So there's a reason for that. Why? I want well because <laughs> because you don't think about the time where you say cut and all the hands go up and then when they reset all the shots and they bring oh. in Kelly Clarkson, it could be a good amount of time. Well, it's not for a long time. So, it's like congealed. So it's the, the soup congealed. It was it's congealed. Not, it looks like it it crept up to itself. Okay, well mm-hmm. here's what it was because obviously Sometimes we're not talking Kelly about means more than one take. Kelly's, we're going to talk about that. Gregory was the winner. He made a butternut squash and plantain soup with pickled apple figs, blueberry, and Fresno chilies. Sounds like a lot of hot mess, but also sounds delicious because Gregory can do no wrong, basically. Do you agree? Yeah. No, I agree. No, those things sound like they go really well together. I don't have any hesitation. What's a Fresno chili level of heat? heat. Um, Medium hot. hot. Yeah. Not like a little bit of habanero. Yeah. Blueberries, though? Would that be weird? So once upon a time, I had heard of a, a margarita recipe with chilies and blueberries. Oh. And like, yeah, they were just a little um, sweetness, but they, blueberries don't taste like much. In yeah. a dish, it's just the sweetness and color. Yeah. Well, you, here's, a, here's a question that kind of plays into the quick fire, but also plays into the, to the episode at large. And this happened right before, right after the quick fire. Uh, you know, we, kind of, we got that moment of them at the house. I know I'm getting out of the quick fire zone. And we said we'd only talk about quick fire, but I have you here. So I want to ask you this. This is now the second episode where there's been a moment where it's about the girls versus boys. And it's about how the girls are quiet and the boys are cocky and the girls are silent assassins. Right. From a producer standpoint, what are, you, what are they trying to tell us? Are they setting up for uh, three top women? Because that's what I smell. Just, I have no information about this. I just, that's, why are they hitting that note twice in two episodes? So for, for me, I, as like a producer, mm-hmm. house reality is sometimes like some of the most like painful it seems stuff like to produce. It. Yeah, because it's, like there's planning. not a lot that happens. Like the like the people, the competitors tired. are tired and yeah. they don't want to talk to you or like whatever. So it's like you kind of just reach for whatever story or cuteness you can uh-huh. put together. So you think maybe it's not it a great plan. It could very well have nothing to do with anything. They're just flailing for story. Like, Girl versus boys, restaurant wars. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Has that ever happened? No. But I'd be curious to see that. That's a great idea. You- Take although, no, I know Bravo people, people and the elves. We can all people yeah. are just people. <laughs> people are just people. I'm a feminist, and what that means is people are people. Let's talk quickly. We're gonna let you go, Bruce. But let's talk quickly about Kelly Clarkson and her judging style. Delightful. <laughs> she doesn't want to judge. She's just I like yeah. She's, I mean, she's very delightful. Let's she's like, very very funny too. I found her very funny. She's like the of Naomi Campbell. <laughs> so, and Todd Malachi. So I'm gonna I'm going to preface this by saying she is actually literally one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Like I actually genuinely love everything about her. Mm-hmm. She's delightful. Yeah. I will say this, and this might be a little bit rude. I don't think that she has been exposed to a lot of really good food. And so Excuse I think we're friends with her. Really. I know, but for example, I think that when she, when she was ripping on Voltaggio shrimp and so oh, that was, was the best like moment of the quick oh, uh, Yes. It was probably perfectly cooked, but she's probably used also, to the cut to Brian's face. His reaction was like for a second, I was like, "Was that a reuse shot from somewhere else?" And then I realized, no, that was they just happened to be on him 
It was perfect. Like, really, me? Ryan Voltaggio? Me? Yeah, he literally was, was like waiting for You don't like before. me? Yeah. But, that, but that was my aha moment. She was, I was like, she, oh, she's never actually had well-cooked shrimp before. <laughs> we love Kelly Clarkson. We've been to her show multiple times. We know all of the show producers. We won't say oh, no. anything bad about Kelly Clarkson. I, I love her you know this we listen to her music all the time literally all the time yeah Yeah, she's almost too nice to be judged like Randall and Allie last episode were like getting into it also because it was like that was a dish they understand they have a lot of things to say about it but like I feel like she was just like I'm here to plug trolls and they told me to I love free food I love fancy chefs this is great for me like she was having a great time. Yeah, she wasn't in it for. I mean, she literally said, "I love having fancy chefs cook for me." Right. You have the best job, Padma. Yeah. Life's nice. Oh, Padma. <laughs> so let's keep you here for a second when we talk about the. Uh, the we have a segment called Padmatude, which is mm-hmm. the most funny thing she says, and a lot of them came out in the quick fire. This is gnocchi. Was a choice one. Also, is it pronounced gnocchi? Gnocchi. <laughs> Gnocchi. Yeah. How do you say it? Gnocchi. I say gnocchi. No one says gnocchi. No one says gnocchi, but wasn't that Nini saying that or was that Padma saying that? I mean, it was, also, it was also stressed by a very well-timed symbol hit. I do like, think oh, editors are more comedic. Making a dig. Don't you think? I feel like yeah. the editors are, the cues are more comedic. The last episode it. with Randall and Allie was really like comedically edited. It, they just like let things breathe. I thought it was good. Um, and then uh, Padma two number two, picking up Stephanie's. You knew it was gonna. She was going for her. She was. She. Yeah. I think she hates Stephanie. So that's just. She, she yeah. picks someone she yeah. hates, and she yeah. picks someone she loves. And she goes, I mean, should I? I should I? It's in her hands. Should I use my? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you. And then she had to like ram. How do you hate this wrapped thing? The wrapping wasn't tight enough. I just had to. Like, yeah, like, out, she, like she couldn't like if, if if the chef wasn't there under normal circumstances she wouldn't have been able to figure it out right yeah, dip it in the sauce it just i mean yeah it was bad um so gregory won immunity he won the trolls world premiere and it leads us to we like to do a segment it's a thing called uh the best pairing and who's the best pairing of this episode did you know that gregory and nini are like besties now or something like he said he yeah. won and he was going to take her to the premiere with him but then when we rewound the integration line was him saying hey what about this thing and she's like if you win you can take me and he oh like remembered that mm-hmm. he said that <laughs> or, he like, or someone told him he said that I feel like Gregory is a weird bird. Yeah, I think they would be. I think Nini would be friends with anyone. Like she's probably the easiest person to be friends with. Like, Pretty sure Nini be friends with literally because she's like a little bit weird. And she's well, like, I, mean, I, think she's nice I think she's awesome. Yeah, no, but I'm, but I'm saying she's awesome. I think she'd be she would be friends with anyone because she's just like. She endearing. does play the like not the woe is me. She plays the like I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I got yeah. here. Oh, the ingenue. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yes. Like everybody else has a restaurant. I don't. I'm just so happy to be here. I just just can't believe I'm here. Uh, Just we're gonna get here. We're gonna say goodbye to you, but we want to just on a parting note. What do you think is gonna happen when we go to do our draft? Like, do you have people that you would like throw down for, and do you know who each other would pick? Don't have to tell me. Just wondering. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have our lists. I mean, I think it would be difficult to like. Have we shown our list to each other? No. no. Have we copped a look? Maybe. 
How we caught the feel. I mean, we're married and it's quarantine time. So what are we going to do? I mean, you know, there's four walls and not a lot of place to hide. So this is my, this, I just realized my last question from a person who has worked on many food shows. What do you think is the hardest thing being a contestant on a food show? Like what's the hardest challenge? Uh, It's exhausting. Like you really have to you really have to like know yourself and like know how to zen out when everyone else is going crazy around you. So I think that like people it's can like put on phones and like kind of just like close their eyes and like mummify. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's like an edge. Like I just like really respect a person who can like go off for like five minutes and like you don't necessarily see that on the show, but like someone who looks like they can chill out. <clears throat> Who do you think so, in this crowd are some people like that? So someone who can like go with the flow, that gives you an advantage. I'm not, we're not going to give you any people I'm that you can like. Who thinks is yeah, good. That, that's, no. gonna, that's part of it. Don't give them any fodder to use for their I own. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, okay, on that note, we love you very much. We're very Yes, we do. We miss you guys. We miss you. Us. New York misses you. Guys, mm-hmm. we're going to see you in like three episodes when we do our okay, perfect. craft and we just throw down like, and I'm very, thank you for staying up late for us. Yes, we're going to go pass out now. <laughs> Goodbye. Cheers. 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 Okay, we are going to move on to the main course, the main challenge, the elimination challenge of love and victory and who and what, which is Santa Monica Farmers Market. And we divide into teams. Blue versus red. Which I guess I had to do teams. It just seems like yeah, I thought it was two teams, not four. I can't keep track of the four. No, teams. the four is too much. And yeah, it, it usually makes like for a complicated judging situation, and this is better too. It's very easy to keep track of you okay. know, who your teams are. So, so totally blue versus red. Malarkey immediately says, "I think the other team is really stacked," and he's so jealous. And what was the actual? What What did they have to do? What was the elimination? Challenge? So the elimination challenge was to they were creating a vegetarian feast. Love. They were here for it. This is literally, I said this last episode, this is my favorite episode. There's Kelly Clarkson and vegetarian food. Sign me up. Yeah, I mean, this was literally perfect. Though, right? So they, they they went off to the Santa Monica um, Farmer's Market, which was maybe one of the premier very big. farmer's I'm markets in the country. It's big. You know, California, for those of you who are watching other places, is the breadbasket of the country. We do provide most of the, pro- not most, but a large so well. part of the produce for a whole country. Correct. So Santa Monica Farmer's Market is one of the biggest in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It's a big deal. It's like Union Square mm-hmm. in New York. And they sent, uh, each team had six six judges, mm-hmm. 1200 bucks, And they each had to, they had to create a progressive vegetarian. What does a progressive mean? So progressive just means that it builds. Okay. So there's a, there's, this is where people got tripped up. in theory, there should be a through line somehow. And that might just be the way in which it builds okay. from like, sort of like raw and um, simple to more complex and fuller dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be a through line. It can, it, you know, there wasn't like, no comes. one did like, they didn't, neither team. I don't feel like Billy really did a theme or like, there uh, wasn't a theme per se, I think but sometimes was... things just make sense. Yeah. And sometimes you can't even like necessarily explain why it makes sense. Just like intuitively get it. Yeah. And, We'll get to who the winner was, but they seem to have done a better job in intuitively putting a menu together. Team? That yeah. was the blue team. Correct. Um, they did a bang up job. I don't think they had one a, a bad dish. No, it was amazing. Board. It was amazing. Um, they so, really nailed it. And then they went to cook at a Michelin star vegetarian restaurant, which I feel like a dum dum that I didn't know about called Birdie G's, which we will be one hoping survives the pandemic, and two we will be going there. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Are you scared? No, I'm not scared at all. Dave doesn't like fake meat, which is totally valid. Yeah, but you're totally. I, I just want to eat vegetables. Food. Yeah, I, I don't want to eat things that are meant to be 
replacements, imitation replacements for meat. That's all. I respect that. Thank you. I just am a poor, sad person who grew up having to eat really weird fake meat. And I was the weird kid at school with fake bologna sandwiches that I'd try to trade and no one would trade. So I just started bringing pasta and being like, oh, you don't have pasta? It's very cosmopolitan. Anyhow, I we also, I will say, after we knew what the elimination was before we went to the farmer's market, we like I'm on the show, there was one of those personal moments with Karen and her spouse. And I was like, if this is a little, so they, our theory is you get those personal moments when they're either going to win or go home. Which is weird because Which she nervous. never actually do either. Correct. That's what I was here to say. That was very unusual. I would actually I be curious to send an intern because actually we have a lot of interns working on this podcast. They're, they're three and one and they're asleep. Yeah, and I'm going yeah. to have them look back on all the episodes and when they do those personal you know, moment sort of storylines, see what percentage of the time do they win, what percentage of the time do they go home, and what percentage of the time are they just another contestant. I think it's very rare that you're just another contestant who gets the personal storyline. If we haven't talked about this, Dave does market research for a living, so that's the way his brain works. Um, we'll get the interns right on top of yeah, that. Right. They're right on top of that. I, I do think, Lumiere candle. But think about what Katie just said. I think it's also, you're scraping sometimes for house stuff, and you need a house moment. So maybe that's it, because it had a Kelly Clarkson joke oh, in it. Oh, yeah, they, they, there was a, an awkward yet funny moment. It just ended weird. It, when, they didn't have the footage they needed to end. Correct, the so yeah. For those, you've all seen it, I'm not going to go. Um, I did one of these for the for those of you who are listening. So we're going to do our in or out challenge of, are you in or out about what this challenge is? Cook a vegetarian feast, meaning go to the farmer's market. You're not going to know what you get ahead of time, which didn't help work out for Brian Voltaggio. Brian Voltaggio likes a plan. The plan was mushrooms. The mushroom guy was not there. I will tell you this. In my experience, mushroom guys are flaky. Okay, what are you talking about? Wait, the- we don't have a mushroom guy. But we did it at our old farmer's market, and he was only there 50, maybe 30 to 50% of the did time. Did we buy mushrooms from him? We, Who? We Where? Where did he stand? Idea. He was in, he We're going to get Inshallah Farmer Producer. This yeah, is a tangent. He was, he was next to the compost guy and the guy that took donations. Oh, yeah. He mm. was just over. I don't like mushrooms. Part of being a vegetarian, growing up vegetarian, means I was forced to eat mushrooms literally at every guest house I've ever been to, and every cookout I ever cook out. Every wedding. Barbecue and wedding. To this day. They'd be like, oh, we got you a portobello burger. And I'd be like, Thank you. So that's a wrap. Okay. Dishes. Let's talk about who cooked what. I didn't put these in the right order. That's not right. No, oh, no. But for the record, I'm I'm in on this challenge. Me too. Because I think Me that too. no matter what your challenge. what your what your strength is and what your cooking style is, mm-hmm. anyone should be able to cook vegetables well. That's just very important across the board. And one of the worst things you can do is get like go to a restaurant and get like a soggy plate of broccoli. I agree. Or like, it's just so depressing. And it's what they talked about too with the cuts and the love and knowing how yeah, to work with the Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed this challenge. Do you, I just forgot my question. Nope, forgot. It's gone out no, of my head. Not? Oh yeah, no, we're not. But it was, I don't remember I had a specific oh, question about vegetables. Sure, it comes oh, back to you. I'll has be there, got it. We literally will be here for, okay. We can't talk about how long, a long time. Has there ever been in your mind that you can remember, and I could have done my homework, but who has got the time? We work two full-time jobs and have small kids. Do you remember ever a full vegetarian elimination challenge? This can't be season So here's what I'm going to say. One. I don't remember off the top of my head, but if I had a bet, I'd say, yes, they've done it before. Yeah, they've I done mean, it. I mean, they have to have. Yeah, they have. But to you be a that professional time, chef. Was season, was it season 11 or 10 or 11? Yeah, right yeah. Okay. I know. So I'm better at knowing. <laughs> uh, to be a professional chef, truly, you have to be an omnivore. 
Like when I was like, I'm over Hollywood for like a hot minute in my early twenties, I was like, I'm over it. And I was like, I'm going to go to the Cordon Bleu. And I was like, oh, I don't, I can't cook meat. I can go to the pastry chef academy. $30,000. Yes, you can. Long time ago, I yes, you have to be an omnivore in the sense that you will at least eat it. Unless you yeah. actually own a vegetarian restaurant. Like then but I, then do you think other chefs don't take you seriously? Not if you do it well. No, we're not. Okay. In no particular order. I could try to go in an order. Oh, I got no, it. Let's go in the order. We can go head to head. Got it. Really quick though, new segment I just invented earlier today called Best Chef Hat. Which chef had the best hat? There's only one because he's an idiot who wears a homage to Newsies. His name is Malarkey. His Newsie homage hat. Well, would you like to buy a paper? Five cents? If you, like, I don't currently own one of those hats. If I wanted to. We all did at one point. In 2020, would I be able to purchase one? Yes, at Warren Brothers. They sell hats like that? But that's actually, you're leading me to <laughs> one of my segments, but we'll just get rid of it now. No, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to keep it for later. Hang in there. See I have you. a segment for later. It's a quickie. Okay. Um, really quick. Also, I don't know. Like, I feel bad making fun of Jen because remember last time she couldn't pronounce neoclassicism? She literally lost her mind about her sauce. And then it seemed like it was fine. She lost her damn mind. I get it. You know when you burn a cashew? You get, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. It was on a low simmer and it went to high. And it seems like Eric was there to sabotage her because probably she's annoying. I also thought that. Yeah. He's like, but I don't he, know. I turned it up or down. I don't remember. Fire? I would say in 17 seasons, okay. he is among a handful of people that seem like the most genuinely nice people. Would it oh, yeah. not be amazing if he was sabotaging all of the chefs by changing their temperatures and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> is this like Top Chef, like, behind the music yeah after dark it would break my heart because he is like i truly believe he is so so nice i am gonna share this with um i think there's three people watching live and we're one of them so of all of our close friends and the producer brian thank you new idea so you know how unreal is like a scripted show about the bachelor there's got to be do a scripted one about being on a cooking competition there's such good stuff i'm into it i'll watch it me you and john favreau will direct thank you okay yeah he's he's a the guest the guest judge was a man named jeremy who to our very late uh recon called we watched a show while a one-year-old and the three-year-old screamed the whole time in front of us we believe him to own birdie g's which is the rest yeah he's the chef and owner i know that actually definitively i didn't have to do any research you you did said in the chiron i couldn't find his chiron (laughs) guys barely holding it together Anywho, so it wasn't a head-to-head competition but it was a head-to-head well we disagree on this yeah we we disagree on this there is no world so what they did is they had each you know why are my hands so red guys i'm clear they had each of the contestants you know from each team one from blue and red go at the same time with the same sort of dish ish like in the same order to a degree yeah sure it's not a head-to-head where you're picking a winner out of each heat basically but there is no way that because they could have done all of the blue team and then all of the red team. Sure. That was a choice. And I think that it inevitably, you inevitably as a chef, nope, as a judge, compare against the other dish. You just do. There's no, you, subconsciously. I, so to me. You'll remember this one was better. Yeah, everybody's better. different. But to me, I can go to a restaurant and try many different things and I can compare all of them and I can remember what bites of food are delicious and what bites disappointed me. And we always recap a meal. Yeah. And we go out and we had like five or six different things. We had a couple of snack but, bites. And but I'm talking about the head-to-head part. Like the no, tiny. I know. But it doesn't matter because to me, it's like, what was your favorite part of the meal? I can easily point to my favorite dish, regardless of the order. Dave remembers every dish we've ever ordered at any restaurant we've ever been to. I feel like I've said this before, but I feel like it bears repeating. And I remember the ones that I I didn't care for. It doesn't matter 
if they came out together or they were paired together or anything agree else. to disagree. Yeah. I, we can I'm, move on. I'm fine Not to that. cut it off, just like. Yeah, I, well, we're going to work this out off camera. Guys, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> we're only together just ourselves 24 seven, so it's fine. Minus the four hours we sleep. So first up, Malarkey versus Kevin. I must give a special shout out to Tom's withering White Walker stare when Malarkey presented what was basically a Caprese. Thank you. A Caprese salad. I, I mean, Didn't it's, go good for him. it's so amazing. You woke up, Governor? When you... <laughs> I crack myself up. <laughs> I did a little... When, Tip of the page more to you. When you are the most over-the-top judge. Got you, got you. Yes. When you're the most over-the-top judge and they tell you to edit yourself, it doesn't mean boil a pot of water and throw some pasta in there. It means, you know, oh, maybe you think take... Oh, him overreacting it's to editing him yourself? overreacting right. to editing himself. It means take out one or two of those ingredients that you would just put in there for, like, a novelty factor. Also, Kevin's was also tomatoes. So he was up against better tomatoes. That, see, like that plays he into it. He did simple, but it was still Kevin original. Kevin did tomato and melon, and I, really, yeah. And he threw on the he threw on the figs. It was either figs or dates. We got a jam. We got a jam for yeah. this. Okay, I'm just telling you. Um, Leanne versus Melissa. We'll get to Melissa. Just know Melissa is a goddess. Perfection. Uh, Leanne, Leanne is struggling in this competition. Uh, I think that's butternut squash hummus crudite. But she got pro- she was middle. She was not bottom because yeah. she did excellent work with the veggies. It was like, under season, but it was Malarkey's them? fault. Well, we're gonna get into that too, so that's why we're skipping through this one. Lisa versus Karen, they both got a lot of questions about the cooking and temperature. Got a lot of a lot of judge questions. So Lisa, we'll talk about later. Karen, delicious. That yeah, so that's one of the me? things sometimes is that they act they they adored that dish. We oh, we're not really playing to... nom or not, but like I yeah. can just do a blanket nom. This is yeah, the we first... wanted to eat the crap out of that dish. And I think they thought that that was the one detail that prevented it from being perfect. Was the which is why they were asking her like the temperature of the or the, the asparagus. Yeah. But otherwise, they thought it was a perfect dish. And that's and that's is, a little tricky with the editing. It. And it's also what Katie said there is a time factor. I, actually, that's what I thought Katie was going to say is like, not only well, I think exhaustion takes number one, but I bet number two of the hardest thing about being on a competition is the time factor of shooting versus actually cooking. I always think about that. Totally. Um, this is the first, we'll just blanket nom or not. I can eat everything in this challenge. It's my dream. So realistically, you should take and this opportunity and say, yes, I need all of it. The thing that sounded the least interesting to me is the jerk heirloom cauliflower. I love cauliflower. Yeah, I like spicy good. food, but to yeah. me, the, the, like the combination of jerk spices tends to overwhelm the dish. Actually, so it's not my favorite. I love Brussels sprouts. I don't like oh, chili soy. Well, I mean, let's, let's get ahead to the spoilers. And she went home because she couldn't cook Brussels sprouts. So. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. She yeah. sort of was like blaming it on like not picking the right ones out of the bin. That's not a technical term, the bin, but whatever. Yeah, it wasn't good. You know, the, the hotel. Uh, Stephanie versus Gregory. I feel like Stephanie is back. Her charred cauliflower and grains. It wow, yeah. It wow. I would have. I would have definitely in that. I'm. I don't love cauliflower. We we have this problem in our house. But every, we eat soup. Yeah, it's okay. But I love. She seemed like she did a really good job with it. To me, She's, I would. I would eat it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't dive head first. She's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, Je- Gregory can do no wrong. Roasted veggie dish is what I wrote. That's not exactly correct, but yeah. But this this to me is like the essence of the challenge, which is just yeah. doing something very simply, very yeah. well, yeah, and just nailing something simple and letting the ingredients shine. I would eat that crap out of that. Eat something he, you know, he oh, charred totally. some onions and charred totally. some carrots, and I want to eat the crap. Oh, out she of said, yeah, Gail lost her mind about the carrots. Yeah, and then we had Brian versus Jen. Brian's looked good. He didn't, he didn't 
smoked beet legumes situation. I thought he was going to cruise ship it up and it was. Yeah, they try to set it up, but he's, you know, he's, he's steady as you go. He, he is like a cruise ship, you know, nice and steady. Oh my God. Very slow adjustments. And then Eric versus so weird. Gail wants to eat Nini's dessert every day. Same. And also we learned on Nini's original season. She's a dessert assassin. She's yeah, amazing. Yeah, when she had the opportunity to do dessert, she was like the, the hero for the team. Did she end up doing dessert at Restaurant Wars when she went home? And there was like, I think that was also played into it because it was like, she does great desserts, but she didn't have the time because she was front of house to do the dessert properly. They, anytime, I say it was something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Anytime the front of house has to also be responsible for dishes, it goes terribly wrong. So now we get to the whiskiest move segment. Which, Who yeah. rolled the culinary dice and did the whiskiest flavor combination this week? Now, this could be good. This could be bad. In this case, it was a... That's true. Yeah. That's a in roll of the case, dice. It, it is a roll of the dice. In this case, I, I think I, you tell me if you agree, but I, Eric, yep. with his butternut squash yep. pudding... Yep. Butternut squash, chocolate, other thing we forget. Delicious. In, intriguing, for See? sure. There was like... He called the chocolate... Whiskey, dirt. definitely. I would say it's wowy, wowy whiskey. Wow. So we come to elimination time, the dangerous dessert course of our sandwich of meal of this episode. The blue team derp won because they had the best progression and the best dishes. Yeah, just they Those were across, two separate things they won. Across the board, they they dominated the challenge. And let's talk about the winner. Who won the challenge? The winner of the challenge was the blue team. Yeah, but who We've won already said the this, challenge? And then the winner winner was, of course, who we, we we've held back because you know we love her. Her name is Melissa. Which is she also my middle name. Is it a sign? It's unclear. Coconut corn soup, pickled garlic chives, and puffed grains. Get it to me. I mean, yeah. everything on that, in that dish sounds spot on. She's a dream. She, just, she is, she, what I say, the silent assassin. Yeah. Who actually, she's such a silent assassin. She wasn't even in the assassin talking head bit. Talk about, I mean, I don't she's know like, her. I imagine she is that person that she's so... Cool, calm, and collected. Wasn't quiet when I was making shooting sounds. I was trying to like wait for you to be off screen, get my sentences. If you were a silent assassin, just like this. Yeah. She is that person I would imagine without knowing her that can you know go home. Everything is zen. She's she's who I was thinking about. She is so cool, calm, and collected, and she just doesn't get the the competition. It feels like she's not on a competition show. It just, here is your job for the day. Okay, I'm going to go do that. She goes about her business. I know. It doesn't matter that other people are cooking she around She just her. has good vibes. It's just amazing. Our other thing we always say is, here's the winner. Who's the real winner? And again, we're getting, we're broken records. Again, she is the real winner. Like she yeah. is. She won and, the episode. And Stephanie has come up a lot of times oh, in this. Oh, yeah. And she, yeah. you know, because she's been, you know, a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And she's, she was back up, you know. Yeah, she's back up. Really she's like back on dish, top. So. In that sense, you now know, maybe to, she won, but we get to the Melissa. worst. I'm rushing us along. We get to the worst. What we call, well, we like to call this segment the worst pairing because we had the best pairing, which was the Nini and Gregory thing. The worst pairing was the members of Saltgate 2020, and that was Leanne versus Malarkey for not helping her. He helped her plate, and then he didn't put the oil on right and the salt. And then, I mean, it's egregious to be at a chef's table and not only be like, yeah, I helped you, but like also, I heard your hummus was really bad. So I think, I didn't actually really understand in real time what was happening, but I think what he was saying is, well, no, obviously I salted it perfectly. So that couldn't have been the issue with the dish. It had to be another issue with the in dish. Front of the, in front of the, yes, in front of the judges and said, but I heard it was actually quite not well seasoned Thomas. So that, the, and she was like. But the judges specifically said that it was good. I would have liked if there was a little bit more salt. So it was weird. Yeah. 
It was not good. He tries to throw her under the bus in the first place. It was stew room drama for the first time. I mean, I was also here for the drama. But it was just barely barely a taste. Who was the loser? We discussed already. Who was the actual loser of the episode? The actual loser was Lisa. But to me, the loser of the episode was baseball hats because Malarkey will never wear one. He'll only wear page boy newsies. Thank you. Um, okay, we gotta wrap it up. It's been a, it's been a wild ride. Thank you for bearing with us for our first guest. Very exciting. Um, flavor of next week. What does next week hold for us? What does next week hold for us? Well, you have to remind me. Loved ones come in. Which oh feels, my gosh! How feels did I early. Jesus. It feels early. Like yeah. that's usually towards the very end. The so loved I ones feel, come in. And I. The, the loved ones come in, um, they are served a dish, which I guess is something that the, that, no, I guess they haven't made before. They're and at a restaurant. They're at a restaurant, they order a dish, yeah. and then they have to, and this is only the quick fire, explain the dish and have their chef, the chefs, yeah. their chef relative recreate the dish based on their description. Which is funny. Which is That's funny, great. but I, I do feel like they've done this exact thing before. Really? Yeah. No, they've had them cook where they tell them what to do and they're oh, walking okay. into their recipes like the reverse sure. of this. Sure, okay, that's Maybe fair. Yeah. The elimination challenge, I don't know what happened because we were very busy and caught up with the whole thing that something bad happens with Leanne. I nearly fainted. Can this watching. woman get a break? She can't get She's a break. pregnant. The thing happened. I just, the too much. Altitude sickness, her mom fainting. It's too much. So obviously we cannot wait with bated breath, which sounds weird, but it's really what... what Wow, wed wine breath, guys. I drank all mine. Thank I you for coming job. to episode four recap. Um, subscribe to our channel. Please listen to our show. Please give us thumbs up. We love you guys so much. We cannot wait to see you for episode five. Like, buckle up. This is really heating up. Things are starting to happen. You know when you have the fire and you and you turn it on? It's on. We're in full simmer. We're ready to rock and roll. See you next week, guys. Stay safe. Peace. I said peace. I said stay safe. I said peace. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.